Health Podcast. Hi, I'm April Morley, co-founder of Genius Drive. And I'm Tom Pasello, the ROI guy. This podcast is a service of the Enterprise Value Collective, a community for business value-focused leaders and practitioners, and is sponsored by our value consultancy, Genius Drive. Our mission is to help accelerate and optimize the value articulation in each of your customer engagements and throughout your customer lifecycle. And we're here with our coffee and our dirty chais and whatnot. And uh, we're also here with a very special guest, Matt Denton. He's a value leader, and he's run some of the best, most recognizable value programs, including those he built and successfully shaped with Confluent, ServiceNow, and VMware, just to name a few. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Awesome. Well, one <clears throat> of the top challenges that we see in seller engagements today has to do with discovery. What What's some of the challenges that you're seeing around that beginning part of the sales process or the beginning part that a lot of sales leaders would like to see their sellers undertake? You know, what I've seen recently is sellers aren't doing a ton of discovery. They're going in and talking about our their solution and trying mm -hmm. to, to show all the functions and, and features of the solution. Um, so they're not really listening to the customer. We're just talking about what we can do for them. And I think that's one of the, the biggest challenges and opportunities to you know, try things differently to get the customer to speak more so you can really understand what it is that they're trying to achieve and what they're looking for in a vendor moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And Matt, I don't think this problem is just all the seller's fault either. I think a lot of it is, you know, customers are hitting that, can I get a demo button? And then that's what the sellers are getting is the invite. Hey, this customer wants a demo. So yeah, the customer's absolutely. demanding it, right? The seller's getting that is the, hey, the lead came in through the demo button. So it's no wonder why they're jumping right to the solution and the demo in a lot of instances. Correct. And I think, you know, what we've found also, or what I've seen is if you're just jumping right into that, you don't know what the customer really cares about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so we, I've seen a number of reps spend too much time on one feature or function that's not necessarily a true differentiator or something that sets us apart from the competition. So I think allowing the customer to talk and figure out what's important to them, you can also then shape the conversation and show how you differentiate. Yeah. So you said that, you know, a lot of sales teams are not doing discovery in general, and then there's a whole other category of value discovery. Like, how would you define that? And why do you think it helps the sales team be more effective? Yeah. So I think in, in the past, when we first started, we would, you, you try and teach reps how to go in and ask questions, open-ended questions to get the customer to talk. And we've documented them. We've given them a number of things that they can say or ask to get the conversation going. But I found also, you know, creating a, a, a framework is much better than just going in and asking a bunch of questions that really have no direction. <laughs> so the framework that we've put together or that I've put together is starting with the company's strategic initiatives, because you want to make that alignment to an executive and what's important to the CEO and CFO, 
-hmm. if you're lower down in the in the organization. Um, so you want to be able to connect those dots. So you can do a lot of research out there looking at 10Ks using companies like Databook or or others to find out like these are the strategic priorities. Let's try and make that connection. So when you're working with your champion, I generally find, you know, companies will have three to five strategic initiatives. Mm -hmm. But what are the ones that align to this project or this initiative that we're coming in to help you with? And from there, um, it, it, it's then working with the champion to facilitate or set up a, a workshop with the, with a number of people that need to be involved. These could be people that are working on the project. It could be the lines of business that are going to be you know, the consumer of a service or a product that we're helping them build. But it's help. It's getting the, the champion to facilitate that meeting, um, so we can come in and do this proper discovery. So I, I can go into what that looks like um, once yeah. we're in the meeting. I I love that, Matt. I think starting with the strategic initiatives is really important. If a project is not aligned with the right strategic initiatives nowadays, it's just not going to get the green light or it'll be right. deprioritized. So I think starting there is a great starting point. Now that you've got the group collected, um, it sounds like you've created a collaborative process that you're going to walk through now to get at right. value discovery and that it's not a set of these like you said, kind of a linear set of discovery questions. It's much right. more interactive. So talk about how you facilitate that and what are what is the information that you're going to collect into this discovery framework? Sure. So, you know, we started with those strategic initiatives, then those will generally go down to functional initiatives and then um, operational initiatives or objectives. Mm -hmm. And in my last company, we were dealing with developers and architects. So we were a little bit further down, focusing on the um, operational objectives. Again, but we want to make the connection to the CIO, CTO, or you know, VP of engineering, whatever it may be. So once when we start the uh, workshop, we will, at a very high level, talk about here's the current situation of what you're going through right now. Here's some of the challenges that we're aware of. This is the implication to the business, whether it's um, slower time to market or you have increased costs or whatever it may be. Again, these are all very high level. The and then explain to them the action that we want you to take is actively participate in this engagement because at the end of it, we're all going to have alignment in terms of you know the objective that you want to achieve, the challenges that we need to overcome, and eventually the solution that would um, help move all of these things forward. But more importantly, what are the outcomes going to be and how are we going to measure it to know if we're kind of winning or losing once you've implemented something? Mm -hmm. um, so we start with the functional objectives, and this can be done on a whiteboard if you're in person. It can We use Miro and Mural at different companies. Mm -hmm. um, you can use Jamboards. You could use Zoom. But I generally have a slide that lists a number of functional objectives that we've heard from other companies. So maybe get them started with 10 of them um, because we tend to hear the same things over and over again, you know, what, what these companies are trying to achieve. I love um, that. It's a good seed for the conversation. And a lot of times sellers will, you know, if it's just a blank board, that can sometimes yeah. be intimidating for the seller and even intimidating for the customer. But like you're saying, you're going in and teaching them, hey, 
here are the 10 most common um, challenges or 10 most common, uh, you know, common objectives that we're seeing yeah. at the organizations we work with. Love that. Keep going. Yeah. So it gets, you know, sometimes it's hard to articulate some of those things. So we just give them a list of things that we hear over and over again. And so all these things, are, if you picture a screen, it's on the left-hand side of the screen and they can drag and drop these things onto mm -hmm. the sheet mm -hmm. um, or over to the right. And I have a, I basically use like a two by two diagram. So feasibility is on the bottom, importance is on the left. So is it mm -hmm. highly important to the business or is it less important? Is it mm -hmm. easy? Is it um, easy to, to implement or hard to implement? Um, and they start to drag these. And this is a short exercise. You give them maybe five minutes and you have a number of people participating where they're writing in their, their information. Mm -hmm. And then once that exercise is done, you can start to group things that may sound alike and come up with maybe one way of saying five different things. Mm -hmm. um, but before you move on, you want them to prioritize those. So, so I have them stack rank them. And let's just say there's 10 things on the board. 10 objectives, it's pick three, pick five. What is it that we want to focus on, right? Mm -hmm. Now you know, like, what are their top three objectives on, on the functional level? Um, and we do the same thing with operational objectives. So if you think about the functional objectives, these things are a little bit more higher level, um, maybe less technical, but, um, and then when you get into the objective, um, the operational objectives, those tend to be a little bit more tactical and kind of deeper into the weeds in terms of things that they're trying to, to do. But so you run that exercise twice, um, again, have them stack rank them. But now as the seller, you know, facilitating this, you know where you want to drive the conversation because you just pulled out what are their top objectives. Mm -hmm. um, because you may hear a bunch of different things from a number of people that you're talking to in an organization, but since we have the whole group together, they all collectively agree that these are the things that we want to achieve. Awesome. And then you go deeper than that, right? You actually go into, you know, the objectives are important. So you've got the functional objectives and the operational objectives, but you know, heck, they could have solved this on their own, right? So what are some right. of the other key elements that you collect now to, I, I call them kind of the emotional, right? So that's kind of what they want to accomplish. But now we have to get this thing more emotionally charged, right? We have to inspire yeah. them to move forward a little bit. So what did you do there to kind of get yeah. to content? So the next piece of the workshop is something that's called wind and anchors exercise. Mm -hmm. And you can Google it. You can find a template to, to kind of show to see what this looks like mm -hmm. but picture yourself and your team on a sailboat sailing to paradise island right and paradise island is the objectives that we just discussed in the other exercise that's where they want to go that's their future roadmap that's mm -hmm. that's the destination or the goal that they're trying to to get to so when we go through the next part of this exercise, it's like, all right, we've established these are the top three things that you want to accomplish. That's where the sailboat is going. Who needs to be on the boat? So mm -hmm. there could be a number of people that need to be there. It could be, you know, your boss, it could be an executive, it could be procurement, it could be legal, it could be developers, architects, whatever it may be. What's interesting about asking them who needs to be on the boat 
you generally find other people in the organization that we haven't even spoken to yet. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And these may be people that are going to be part of the decision-making process to, to pick a vendor. So, um, so that's interesting because you may get some other contacts within the organization. And since we're on a sailboat, what's, propell what's propelling the sailboat forward is the wind. So um, those are things that are going well. Things that are, that are working well today, we wanna uncover what those are also. So we have the team spend a couple minutes explaining or jotting down the things that are going well on this project or this initiative right now. And for the anchor, um, these are things that are holding them back. Things that are, that are getting in their way um, and, and, or could be just the challenges. So again, we have them list all of those as well. It's good to have them prioritize the challenges also, because then we know these are the things that we really need to, to help them fix with the solution mm -hmm. that we're going to bring forward. And then the last piece is, you know, picture like in this diagram, there's rocks or sharks or whatever that are going to get in your way as you're sailing to your destination. These are the obstacles or future risk that you need to avoid that may be out of your control, but you wanna be aware of what those are. Some of it could be security, it could be legal, it could be the procurement process, it could be you know executive sponsorship, a number of those things. But we just wanna make sure that we've understood some of the risk or exposure that we also need to overcome as part of the selling process. This sailboat analogy seems to be such a great opportunity because it really does create a picture in your mind and really want to engage you in what it feels like a story of how to get to Paradise Island. Um, have you experienced in, um, you know, discovery sessions that don't have the sailboat, those that do have the sailboat? What is the difference between the two? Are you able to derive more information from it? I think it, like I said, I, you know, you can talk about all of these things and in uh, a meeting, but I think having that visual just makes it really simple for people to understand like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. we're trying to get over here. Mm -hmm. You know, here's our vessel and these are the things that are working well and these are the things that are holding us back. If you're just having that conversation, everyone may have a different picture in their mind. Mm -hmm. I've seen it also work well at ServiceNow with a hot air balloon. Um, mm -hmm. So you had kind of the tethers that are holding the, the hot air balloon to the ground and then you have you know, the wind that's pushing it forward. So there, there's different variations of this exercise. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a fun way to do it, a little bit different. It, it does seem to be very engaging um, versus just either asking people to speak up. You might have the most senior person in the room telling you everything and nobody else wants to participate. But doing it in this way and asking everyone to jot down their, their virtual or digital sticky note, you're getting participation from everybody and you're getting it very quickly. Um, mm. And then as a group, they collectively kind of agree on what, what their priorities are. Yeah. April, one example of that, as Matt was talking, I'm thinking, you know, a common question is, you know, who else needs to be involved in our discussion here? Or who else needs to be involved in the decision? That's one way to word it. But when mm -hmm. you're doing the discovery exercise with the sailboat, the better one is who needs to be on the boat? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's yeah. very much more a 
collective and a collaboration that it creates. And so I think that to me was the stark difference of like, oh, I know every time, you know, we ask, well, who else is going to be involved in this decision? And you're on a make the gets and like, whoa, hold on. Mm -hmm. What decision? You know? yeah. Yet, yeah. While this is, hey, you're talking about a journey and a journey that there's a community that's going to take this journey. And so I think it builds that collaborative and that collaboration into the process. So I love it, Matt. Yeah. Then the, there's one more piece just to wrap mm -hmm. it up, but we want to focus on how are they going to measure success, right? So once you get to the island or you mm -hmm. meet your, you, you are meeting your objectives, how are you going to measure success? So we look at those again, picture, um, you know, kind of three different areas that we could focus these metrics on. It's running the business, growing the business or protecting the business. Mm -hmm. So think about running the business is all around operational efficiencies. Growing the business could be around things like generating more revenue and protecting the businesses around risk reduction. Um, mm -hmm. And we already went through the strategic, functional, and operational objectives. So you can have different metrics at each level, you know, whether you're a CEO, CFO, or a VP, or, you know, a director, they may be focusing on certain things. And what was interesting about this, they'll, you know, the customer will put down a number of things that they will view as success. Generally, it's just a statement and it's nothing that's measurable. So this mm -hmm. allows you to define the metric. What is, you know, what's the baseline today? What do you want it to be in the future? Do you have systems or anything in place to measure it today? Um, it, because I just don't think the customers are thinking in that way all the time. Like, how are we gonna measure it? What's the metric? Is there a process in place to do it? What's the baseline? And what do you want your target to be? Yeah. And, and for that, then it really, you can start to use those to then build your business case, you know, on the, exactly. on the back end. And gets it back to value. Matt, one of the things I'd suggest, and you and I hadn't talked about this, but, you know, the sailboat analogy, moving away from pain is important in the motivation and the inspiration. And I'm wondering if we need to have a dragon and what characteristics that dragon has on the yeah. on the prior island, right? They're going to Paradise right. Island, but there's a dragon ultimately that they're running away from. And you know what what is the fire that that dragon is spewing? Yeah. We'd love to, I think, add the pain points to the initial motivation of what's getting them to take the journey to start with. Yeah, Not no, that's just, good. Yeah, we'll have to think that one through and maybe come up with a different graphic. Exactly. <laughs> Now, uh, April loves to speak about this, and April, I'll have you ask the question, but, you know, implementation is important. So why don't you ask Matt a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of implementing value discovery across the organization, you know, you're really trying to get the whole team engaged. You're really trying to, you know, ignite value discovery all throughout the process. Like, what would you recommend for a seller or a sales leader who's really trying to implement this in the company to you know, how to get started. Yeah. So I think there's, so I can tell you the way that we did it. My last company, um, we had, so there was a number of people that had a mural license. Um, not many, right? So we couldn't roll that out to everybody in the organization. Um, so I ended up, doing one in mural i took all of the output of that and then recorded a video to all of the sellers that we had them you know take a course to to view it and to get educated on on this process but since we didn't have access to 
that solution. Um, we ended up just creating um, like Google Slides with these in it, right? So they could run a Zoom meeting and do the annotation through Zoom. They could use Jamboard, some of these things that were that were kind of free. Mm -hmm. um, the, the company at ServiceNow, we ended up using Miro. Miro is another one that we use to do something very similar. Um, I think that does help with adoption. I don't think it's necessarily critical. You just got to get creative with it. Um, but but going through and enabling the sellers on it and you know walking them through what the process is, it's more like, look, you don't really even know, need to know anything about your features and function functionality. You need to know how to facilitate a meeting and listen. And that's really the goal of this whole thing. It's 90% listening, 10% you know, talking and facilitating this, but you're, you just want the customer to talk as much as they possibly can and capture all of those notes, get them to prioritize things. Um, the feedback that we got at my last company was very positive. I mean, one of the quotes was, this was the best training exercise that they had in the three years that they were there. Nice. Um, and, and they can just see like, oh, this is a meeting I can have with my customer that's that's going to be very valuable and all I have to do is facilitate it. Totally love that, Matt. And I love too that I think one of the things that helped with the success was preceding it with some of the content, right? Creating some boards that were examples so that yeah. they didn't have blanks. Like you showed them, here's typically what you can expect for a set of objectives. Here's yeah. what some of the common goals are and common measures. Because I do think that sellers need that fuel to have uh, the discussion with the customer. And even if they um, aren't able to drag and drop them because they don't have the right toolkit, if they on the side have the ideas, they could say, well, you know, what about downtime? Is that something you're experiencing that you need to overcome for right. a specific measure? And I think having the content for a prescription preloaded is an important aspect yeah. of adoption. And then I would say, you know, then generally you'd build a business case eventually, right? Mm -hmm. But now we have the talking points to go in to, to create the story part of the business case. So, you know, here are the strategic initiatives that this project's aligned to, here are the objectives that, you know, you're trying to accomplish. These are all the challenges that you told us and they're your top challenges. These are the outcomes that you're looking for. This is the value you're trying to get out of this project. So now we are speaking their language mm -hmm. and able to quantify all that for them and keeping out all the other things that weren't necessarily important. Um, but from the solution side, now we can really hone in on how we differentiate and can provide the best product or service for what the customer is trying to achieve. Oh, that makes so much sense. I love how you've taken us from like the initial conversation, value discovery, all the way through the sailboat exercise, all the way through to a business case and really differentiating uh, your your solution in the market. So it seems like such a great exercise. I'm really happy yeah. you shared that with us. Um, is there any yeah, one? Yeah, I'm excited to see it play out. Um, so is there one piece of advice you'd like to leave the value collective with today? Yeah, I, I mean, like anything, I think just try it, right? Um, you don't have to perfect it, but I would just say, you know, reach out to me. I could share some of my stuff or Google, you know, what we talked about to find a template, but, but just schedule that workshop with the customer and go through it um, because you will learn a ton. 
Absolutely. And we had Scott Jeffries, who's the value leader at Miro on um, oh, prior, prior yeah. sessions. Matt, I don't know if you know Scott, but he's great. Nice he part. actually walked us through some of the ways he's using it for his own value discovery, and they are doing it internally uh, using yeah. that tool. So cool. He's another resource that's available if you want to instrument this. We use Miro in our own engagements, and it's helping a lot. And we are going to implement a very similar discovery process for a client coming up pretty soon. So I can't wait to show that to you and uh, get your feedback on that one. Matt, yeah. thank you so much for giving us such valuable information, some actionable tools to use. We really, really appreciate it. No, you're welcome. Thank you. And uh, please sign up for the Enterprise Value Collective if you haven't done it yet. Uh, you can do that on LinkedIn or on the GeniusDrive.com website. You can stay in touch on the latest uh, events, tools like what Matt shared, insights. If you liked what you heard, hit the like button, please. Boosts up, up in ratings on the podcast. Subscribe so you can know when a new episode is released. And until next time, our Enterprise Value Collective, keep sharing and growing 